episode 8 drama bond <laughs> i tried to sound scary and uh, fail zero out of ten welcome to episode 8 trauma bond this is love is a battlefield the podcast my name is tilly moore thank you for joining us on a very 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 important topic today I was given a brochure about this topic while I actually had trauma bond and the brochure implied we choose to consciously stay because we like the ups and downs and highs and lows and I was like no that's weird but I've learned so much about trauma bond and I'm so glad to be here today to deliver what I know about it to help you because have you ever tried to leave your abuser and you miss them like you miss them so much it's like they're your soulmate you can't live without them you are grieving literally grieving for this person you might be covered in bruises but your brain's not going to remind you of where you got them from all you can think about is the good times about how this person loves you they always text back they make you feel so protected from the world and they're they're on your team they're your best friend and you miss them so much and then next minute you feel guilty because you're like wait a minute this is an abusive person I'm a grown ass adult why would I want to be with an abuser and you start feeling guilt and shame for missing them and you're like no no you can't miss them this is wrong and all you want to do is hug them and go back to them and be in their arms and you miss them so much so you have this mixture of guilt and shame along with missing them and it's just one big mind budge that's trauma bond it's where you can clearly see this person is abusive they're treating you like crap but when you go to leave them you miss them it feels like you're having withdrawals from this person and you need them back that is trauma bond and that's what we're going to talk about today and you know what it's not your fault it's neuroscience so we're going to start with the seven stages of trauma bond according to sandstonecare.com. This is really important because it shows you where it comes from and how these abusers, are they know what they're doing. I think abusers often are very conscious of setting up this bond, this dependence on them in your brain. It sounds like some sci-fi crap, doesn't it? Dependence on them in your brain. But I think they're a bit conscious about that because they want, as we all know, it's well documented, they want power and control. And making someone depend on you and really love you and really need you is obviously a goal of theirs. So this is the seven stages of trauma bonding by sandstonecare.com. Stage one, love bombing. Love bombing is where they, it says here, excessively flatters and praises partner. Love bombing is the only relationship I've been in where I was put on a pedestal and literally worshipped he worshipped the floor I walked on. He loved me so much. He couldn't do enough for me. He adored me. This is love bombing. So in a normal loving relationship, you both do get excited and you do have lovely love brain chemicals and oxytocin and you do show each other love and you do shower each other with gifts and compliments. That's normal. What these abusers are doing is sort of emulating that normal, but doing it extreme. Like love bombing is just, you are my everything, you are my world. It's that extreme, I really, 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 really like you. And then once they drop the L-bomb, they really, really, really love you. And you are just their life, their everything. 
But you may feel like that in relationships. You may feel that your partner is your everything when you're in a relationship. And that's okay. But these people, when they're love bombing, they're doing it intentionally, wanting to create these connections and your dependence on them. There's no actual genuine love. As we know, abusers, like narcissistic abusers, they can't love. They don't have the ability to love. It's all a game for them. So love bombing is where they do that extreme, I'm just going to shower this person with all this fake kind of love because I'm going to get them where I want them. Ugh. So that's what love bombing is. So they do that. And that releases all those lovely brain chemicals like oxytocin, serotonin. Oh, there's so many. I've listed them another day. But I'm going to go on and read the rest of this. Number two, trust and dependency. They do anything to gain the partner's trust and dependence. So trust, they will show you, I'm so trustworthy. I'm reliable. I'm going to do this for you. Look, you can trust me. I'm a good person. Dependency. Well, once they've love bombed you and released all those love chemicals in your brain, which you're now, your brain is loving, it's lapping it up. It's like more, please. Then they gain your trust and dependency. So now you're starting to depend on them because your brain's loving these chemicals and neurochemicals and hormones and it's just loving being happy and feeling joy and it's it's starting to really depend on them and so you're now depending on them and you also trust them they also information gather at this stage this is just me adding my two cents so not all this is what I'm reading this is where they find out a lot about you so they can use it against you down the road but when we're talking about trauma bonding it starts with one love bombing two trust and dependency they're building themselves up to be that one person that you trust and depend on in life by their actions and what they say these people are manipulative number three criticism so they've got all this dependence you to depend on them now and they'll criticize you and put you down at times just little subtle things sometimes little joke and a laugh with a slight little put down if they can make you feel bad about yourself it makes you look up to them and depend on them even more four gaslighting manipulates a partner into thinking i'm the crazy one if they can put you down gaslight you into thinking you're bad you're the abuser there's something wrong with you you're going to be so bonded to them because you now think you are nothing without this person so not only have they been love bombing releasing all those love chemicals building the fact that you trust them and depend on them and three criticism putting you down Now with gaslighting, they start like brainwashing you that you're the bad person, you're not a good person, you're nothing without them. This is actually a technique, yes, we're on the tangent train, choo-choo, that they use in our defense services when someone first joins defense. They break them down and build them up. And they say that they break them down, put them down, and then they build them up to be um, what they want them to be, to be a soldier, to serve their country, to serve their queen or now in our situation king to fight for their flag so they do this technique of building people down and then building them up to be what they want them to be similar psychological technique these abusers use love bombing one two build trust independence three start criticizing and putting down four gaslight you brainwash you to believe that you ain't crap and you're bad which makes you depend on them even more because, well, oh, you love me. Oh, wow, you love me despite all this. Five, addiction. The partner gets emotionally addicted to the positive reinforcement that comes after abuse. So they'll abuse you. 
then they'll be so nice to you after they abuse you and treat you a million bucks. And so if someone has put you down, put you down, put you down, said you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, then they abuse you, then they're like, oh no, it's all me, you're amazing, you're everything, you're great. The brain is slowly getting these crumbs, the crumbs of that love bombing. They're getting these little bits of, you know, good hormones back. So it's like addicted. It's, it's stuck in this pattern with this person. Six, loss of self. By this stage, you have just, who are you? You've been completely mind fucked, to say it not lightly. You lose your sense of self. You forget who you were, what your dreams and aspirations were. You kind of remember some things, but they use all these different steps to sort of have you like literally wrapped around their finger and you think you're nothing. When you are in abuse, you are so put down that you think you are nothing. And then that's reinforced by their actions. It's reinforced by them getting flying monkeys to reject you and isolate you. It's reinforced by so much of their abuse. And lastly, seven, resignation and submission partner gives in to avoid conflict and please their abuser we've all been there we've all done it i've done that you just think whatever whatever will make you happy whatever will make you stop abusing me you're obviously right because you're putting me down and everything and you loved me so much in the start that i really want us to get back to that love and all through the relationship the victim is constantly trying to get back to that love from the start but the love from the start was not genuine it wasn't a genuine couple when they have that honeymoon period at the start it was just a manipulation technique to get this person to really bond and connect with them so they're the seven stages of trauma bonding but basically trauma bonding is all these little techniques they use to get your brain your subconscious self to be addicted to them to look at them as your person you need to look at them as oh well that person gives me all the love that person, I can trust them, I can depend on them, they put me down and criticize me, but you know, it's only because it's all my fault, you know, who else is going to love me, and that, you actually hit this point of thinking, I'm so useless and worthless, like who else is going to love me, they're right, and he, a person I knew, literally tried to convince me that you are nothing, no one else is going to want you, he even fed me, (laughs) off topic, but he tried to get me to put on weight and I know that sounds like oh you're your own adult like no one can try well when you have certain foods that are your favorite and they just randomly appear with those in front of you when you've already eaten dinner but they know "Mm, she loves this and you know I can't say no to something tasty then it just kept bringing me bowls of ice cream with ice magic ice magic is in Australia and it's basically vegetable oil mixed with cocoa and sugar and it's just that stuff that you put on top of your ice cream it makes it go hard the cold makes it go hard because the fat's in it you know like the oil in it goes hard and it it's like when they dip an ice cream and the hard and the chocolate goes hard kind of thing anyway he brings stuff like that and I hadn't had ice cream for ages before I was with him and I was like oh yeah (laughs) And he'd just feed me and feed me and bring me things. And I was like, I'm full. And I had to say no. And then he'd seem disappointed. Like, oh, but I made this for you. And, and it's not like someone could make, force you to be like fat. But it's just those little things of just, and he would worship me. Go, oh, you look so good. Like with that extra fat. I love it. Like I don't mind it. But then when I was, you know, attempting to leave, he'd be like, you're so fat. No one wants you. You're so ugly. Who would want to F you? You're just so disgusting. It's like, well, 
So they only like lift you up to be what they want you to be. Like he wanted to just tear me down that much. Like he wanted me to be so dependent on him and no one else want me. So that's just one of the examples of one of the things I just feeding me that that's completely off topic. But trauma bond is for me, it was those neurochemicals. It was the love bombing. I actually consciously and my story time is just going to be like blended in this episode. Just a lot of blending, maybe. I don't know. Let's go with the flow. I remember at the start him saying, oh, are you feeling that too? Like it was only like weeks in or whatever. And he's like, are you feeling I have like love chemicals too? Like, are you feeling that too? And he kept asking me. And now that I know how much of a planned calculated psychopath, I wasn't the first victim and all of that. I feel like it sounds, it sounds like he was very aware of setting up the trauma bond he kept asking me oh have you got all those neurochemicals like I feel really good like I've you know oxytocin and all that you know do you feel all that love stuff and I've never been asked that by someone at the start of a relationship before and I was like oh yeah I guess and he just kept asking it and I was like wait a minute this guy is so conscious and so planned and calculated like he's so conscious not all abusers are conscious of love bombing and setting up this whole trauma bond they just do it because it gets a response they're like oh well I'll I'll throw all this lovey-dovey stuff at her and then she'll she'll do what I say because she'll think I'm great. They're not that calculated, but this person just kept asking, oh, are you feeling those nice brain chemicals? Are you feeling that nice love feeling? And I was like, oh, kind of. And they're like, oh, I am. You should be feeling it too by now. Oh. And it's like, wait a minute. I look back now and think they were monitoring like if I was feeling it yet. Like I don't even want to overthink it because who cares? Who cares? This person's long gone, whatever. But what a psychopath. Are they for real? Like they were that conscious that they knew that once you feel that lovey-dovey stuff, that they have that connection. And they were doing the information gathering phase, asking me questions about my life. Oh, but I'm just so interested. I just want to know more. Everything I told them, they later used against me. Every single thing I told them. If it wasn't bad, which my life I'm a normal person not much is bad they just twist it and put in lies with it to make it sound bad it was just so odd and they want to know all your deepest darkest things they want to know all about childhood trauma and stuff they want to know about anyone who's ever hurt you or anything so then they can use that person and say well I've been in contact with that person and they said that you were bad and they said like so they will try and pretend that they're siding with that person when they haven't even had contact with them they would just like use like these fake scenarios oh it's just all a big mind fuck i'm gonna read on with this trauma bonds can affect the brain by altering important neurochemical levels like dopamine and oxytocin when these neurochemicals are dysregulated it can cause an emotional addiction where a person can experience cravings for certain feelings that come from the cycle of the trauma bond So I think what the brochures were trying to tell me was when you have the love bombing and all the romance and putting you on a pedestal, you get certain neurochemicals released then that your brain loves. Then also when you have the abuse, you get the stress hormone, that cortisol, which is horrible, makes you put on weight. Anyone out there who's been through abuse, if you've got like a chubby belly and and you just can't lose weight, that's cortisol. And it makes your hair fall out and all sorts of things. It's really no fun, but over time it will balance out it's just frustrating so you'll have the stress hormones as well and what they're saying is your brain starts relying on all these neurochemicals you're getting this constant supply and the second you walk away from this person there's zero it's just normal normal input 
and your brain has become addicted to this supply of these neurochemicals of oxytocin, of serotonin, of all the good gooey ones and everything. So your brain is so addicted to these neurochemicals that when you try and leave this person, it literally goes into a withdrawal state, a withdrawal state like as if it was a drug addiction. Physically, you feel sick in many cases, you know, that grief, that heartache, that heartbreak, that feeling in your guts, you physically feel really sick and you're literally withdrawing from love. I mean, that's what heartbreak is. Heartbreak is when we're withdrawing from all those love chemicals at the end of a relationship, but heartbreak with trauma bond, when you've walked away from someone you know is abusive, they've set up all these dependency things and fed you like an excessive dose of these neurochemicals, much like a drug, you are so addicted that you will miss that person. You will only be able to think of positive memories and you'll want them back. And so many people go back. Now I have to apologize. I have had surgery this week and I'm a little bit out of it. I just keep spacing out. I had a genetic thing of needing your gallbladder out, which has happened in my family before. And it was unpleasant. Anyone who's had a gallbladder out will know the pain of gallbladder attacks is 0 out of 10, not recommended. But having it out is amazing so far. It stopped all those attacks and I was really, 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 really sick. And it came out just in time. It looked pretty nasty. He gave me a photo. The surgeon gave me a photo of what it looked like in there. It looked like it was about to burst. And there was a stone stuck in a bile duct and they had to do this angiogram to sort of get that out of there and it was a pretty yucky thing and that's happened this week and so I'm coming off the painkillers but I'm really like like I'll just talk to you in the next minute I'll just be like huh what hey so I'm gonna power through but apologies if I sound out of it high I think I'm just I'm just tired I haven't had any um painkillers except paracetamol today but I'm just really tired and out of it. But this is so important. I don't even think I've been explaining myself well today. I might have to come back to it one day because I really think episode eight should be titled My Delirious Babble About Trauma Bond and Other Things My Brain Randomly Comes Up With. But for me, the one thing that I learned and that I want you to know, and this is it, all my babble aside, the brain releases neurochemicals when you get love bomb. They also say and do other things so that they create this trust and dependence on them. They also put you down so you feel you're not worthy of anything else. So you feel that the crumbs they're giving you are amazing and that even though they're abusing you, well, you deserve that and you should stay with them. So all these other trauma bond techniques. But the main thing that resonated with me was that my brain was addicted to love neurochemicals, to all those neurochemicals that I got when this person love bombed. And so when I went to leave them, I was grieving. I, I was so acutely and consciously aware it was grief. The fact that my brain was doing this, it felt so out of control. This person had caused me to, at that stage, I had two permanent injuries that I still have to this day. Yet my brain grieved for this person. I could not, in this period of time, I could not think of anything negative. I know what they had just done, 
but I just kept missing them and going over things and like, they're my best friend. I need them. I need them. My brain and your brain, if you ever experience this and not everyone in an abusive relationship will experience trauma bond. I can guarantee that my brain in this specific relationship at this specific time wanted them because they were our oxytocin supply. They were our serotonin supply. They had done all those things on that list of seven that was on that website. They had created this dependence on them. And while consciously I was like, what an absolute abusive POS. POS means piece of shit. It's a common put down we use here in Australia. I knew that. And so I was so frustrated that I felt so out of control with my brain grieving for them and I couldn't help it. How messed up is that? And when I say I'm not crazy and then I describe this, you probably think "Mm, that doesn't sound very healthy and it's not. The mental side of what these people put you through. And now I'm completely fine. I don't miss that horrible, abusive piece of crap in any way, shape or form. I just don't even give them the time of day. Like I don't even think about them. I come to report things that have happened to you guys to help educate. But literally they mean zero. Like there is not even a fleeting thought in my head day to day about them. Not ever. It's only when I come to talk about domestic violence that I intentionally force myself to go back and remember things to help educate and share other than that they're not even a thought in my head but this and you do feel like you're going crazy and it does sound crazy wait a minute he hurt you and you grieved for him yes and it was so messed up and I went and reported this to domestic violence workers like what is going on with me why am I missing this person I felt insane like this doesn't make sense and it doesn't and it's something that's been done to you yes it's your brain but it's not your fault one it's not a conscious thing you don't consciously sit there and go well they've just done this I will now miss them it is a withdrawal thing the brain has a reward center where if you give it a drug that you're addicted to it will reward you by releasing all the good things and making you feel calm and everything but until you give it what it wants it will cause anxiety and horrible feelings and you won't be able to eat sleep think it was like that it wanted its drug and its drug was this person and it was so overwhelming and it all-encompassing and I look back at that time and just think I'm glad I experienced that so I can have empathy for other victims who experienced that but I don't envy anyone who experiences that there is so much guilt and shame People are like, how are you? You're okay now? Like he's gone, you're safe. And all you want to do is cry and say, I miss him, I miss him, I love him, I need him. And it's so embarrassing and you don't really open up to many people that that's what you're going through, but you really are thinking that. And it's you feel like you've lost your mind and that's what they do. And then if you go back to them, you know, they give you all those brain chemicals, they love bomb you again. And they say, look, see, things are better with me. When you didn't have me, you felt horrible. You need me. And so you don't want to lose them again and you don't want to try and leave them again despite the abuse because you know you're going to have to go through those withdrawals again and you know that you're going to have to feel that sick, horrible feeling without them and you think, well, they are my soulmate, they are my person because I know I can't live without them. I'm never leaving them again despite what they might do to me. That's literally the thinking you have. You are losing your mind. Basically, DVE with certain manipulative types can be such a mindfuck. And when you're in it, you feel you have lost your freaking marbles. But I can guarantee you, you haven't. Look at me now. I hate him. He's a piece of crap. But then those rose-colored glasses, as I've said before, it's like they're stapled to your face. You are trying to peel them off and you can't. 
and you can see this person through rose-colored glasses where you think wow they're so great time away no contact you eventually see things for how they are even their flying monkeys and everyone around them enough time away they undo their brainwashing as well get away from the person who's doing these things to you you see clearly you think clearly and sanity returns sanity will never return for them they are this person that goes around doing this sanity will return for you if you have no contact with them for an extended period of time your brain will heal and you will see everything for what it is and there's nothing better than realizing everything for what it is and not having those emotional that emotional dependence on them anymore seeing them as this completely foreign person seeing them for what they are seeing this weak demonic horrible thing rather than this love of your life partner who you thought they were but they were just emulating and being fake the whole time so i hope that makes sense if you google love bombing if you google trauma bond there is so much out there so i highly recommend you do that now this is another thing i found on the internet was on healthline.com here's a look at some other characteristics of trauma bonds listen to this listen to this you feel unhappy and may not even like your partner any longer but you still feel unable to end things when you do try to leave you feel physically and emotionally distressed when you say you want to leave they promise to change but make no effort to actually do so you fixate on the good days using them to prove they truly care you make excuses and defend their behavior when others express concern i'm tangenting here not tangenting just giving an example yes i had um, a friend at the time and i was like i miss him i miss him i'm so embarrassed to say this but i really miss him yet he's done this horrible thing and they're like he's done this horrible thing and i'm like i know but i miss him what is going on and they're like dude he's really bad and i'm like yeah i know and then you start going oh but but maybe it wasn't really that bad and a lot of us in that headspace will lie to defend them if you've ever lied to defend your person you are not a liar you've been put in this situation that is really messed up i don't think i did in that situation i just because i'd already told them everything that had happened before my brain slipped into those withdrawals and then it went you need him i'm like why did i tell okay do you ever get that where you go to leave and you tell everyone he just did this he's horrible then days later you get those withdrawals and then you realize you miss him and you need him and you're like why did I tell everyone that crap about him not crap because it's not crap it's facts but why did I tell them what he'd done now I have to leave him because everyone hates him and you regret that you've told people what he did to you because now you're in those withdrawals and you need him back and you're like I'm gonna go back and everyone's just gonna hate me and think I'm stupid I shouldn't tell anyone no the second they do something tell other people so they can hold you accountable and give you that reality check the reality check won't get through your head because brains if you ever notice the brain is a very powerful organ and if a brain wants something it gets something it pushes and nags you like people who are addicted to nicotine they want a cigarette their brain's like smoke 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 and as soon as it gets it peace calm all good things the reward center of the brain releases all the good chemicals they're all happy and then it builds up again the brain gets what it wants and so when it's missing them you just feel like i need them and you feel so embarrassed that you ever told anyone anything negative about them and you start blaming yourself like oh i just bitch about my boyfriend 
and then all my friends hate him. I wish I wouldn't say anything. But not saying anything, that silence is what gives them the power and control to keep abusing you and keep you in this trauma bond and in this cycle of abuse. So I'm going to keep reading. There's two more. You continue to trust them and hope to change them. Did we not ever? You protect them by keeping abusive behavior a secret. Yes, I've done all that. I've done all that. I kept his abuse a secret because, well, how embarrassing. You're with an abuser, leave him. Like, what's going on? Hope to change them. Oh, there were so many times we used the excuse, oh, they're not well. So they're doing this because they're sick. They're doing this because of this. They're doing it because of that. And making so many excuses for their behavior and trying to change them, trying to defend them and defend what they do and just come up with any reason to justify what they're doing because you have that dependence on them, that neurological subconscious dependence. It's not conscious. Consciously, you don't want to be anywhere near this person. They're horrible. But your brain is like, this is your soulmate. Do not leave them. It's like, brain, can you not lie to me? So as long as you're aware that this can happen, it's not necessarily going to happen in every relationship. But if you're aware and you go to leave someone, then you start feeling like this after like a day or two, even sometimes minutes or hours, it just depends. It's okay. It's normal. And it's like any drug addiction. It's like any addiction. When you stop having the substance, there will be a withdrawal period and then that will end and you will feel better. And each and every day you'll feel better. You will not think you will ever feel better. I remember when this person went to prison, I still had some trauma bond, which is so weird. I wasn't pursuing a relationship with them. I had left them. I had, it was O, it was O-V-E-R, but I still had this like psychological, unconscious, neurological kind of connection there where I thought, can I live without them? Like, is this okay? What are they going to think and all this? And I knew that days, weeks, months later, I will feel different, but I, at the time I didn't think I would and it didn't take long and then my eyes opened and I saw them for what they were and it was like whoa that person is sick and then more and more pennies drop about their behavior and what they did to you and what they said to others and people come to you and tell you what they said about you and you're just like when they said that we were good and everything was good yet they were going around spreading hate and lies about you while you were good And that brings me to the cycle of abuse. We'll have to have an episode about the cycle of abuse sometime. A lot of you might know about it, but definitely something that has to be touched on sometime. Email. So today's email comes from Stacey. She actually wants me to use her real name, but no last names. So we're good. She emailed a while ago, a short email to say this. Hi, Tilly. Thanks so much for your podcast. It's really helping me after leaving my abuser two months ago. Listening to you, I don't feel alone anymore. Also, when you said how the brain makes us addicted to them, that helped me not feel so much embarrassment for wanting him back. Interjection. I think that was episode one or two, maybe three, that I mentioned the neurochemicals and stuff and sort of touched on trauma bond back then. Okay, go back to reading. I'll read that sentence again. Also, when you said how the brain makes us addicted to them, that helped me not feel so much embarrassment for wanting him back. When I first left him, I went back a few times and still, now, two months later, all I can think about is him. I keep thinking of the good times and can't even remember the bad. I have photos of my bruises in my phone, but that seems so foreign to me because all I can think about is how he was so nice to me and my family. 
He would always be there for me when I asked him to and hold my hand and be so romantic. I miss him so much to this day and I don't know why. I feel so stupid missing the man who hurt me, but I do. I hope I don't sound crazy. When you said how our brains can do that, I hope you understand and what I am feeling is normal. I would go back in an instant, but I know not to. I am so confused. I hope you talk more about that because people need to not think we are stupid and that we don't go back because we like being abused. Please keep doing what you're doing and let me know if I'm stupid or not for missing him so, so, so much. From Stacy. P.S. You can use my real first name. So if you'd like to email in, the email address is loveisabattlefieldpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Now this, this, I mean, is this not like the perfect email? That's why I picked it. For this episode, clearly it's trauma bond. And I love that she had listened to me sort of briefly talk about it before and the neurochemicals and the dependence thing. And yes, Stacey, it is not your fault. And I love that you are so aware of this. You know, it's your brain missing him and you feel crazy, you feel embarrassed, but you're not acting on it you've made it two months if you've made it two months keep going girlfriend you are nearly there you and yeah those rose colored glasses are lifting off and you are going to start seeing him for what he is and what he's really like and seeing the situation from the outside and seeing it real don't feel guilty for missing him maybe if you view it as well this is a normal part of leaving an abuser this is fine this is okay my brain does this Try and self-care, look after yourself, find other ways to sort of treat yourself. Nothing is going to release all those lovey-dovey hormones as much. Um, This is why people get rebounds. You've heard the expression rebounds where people go from one relationship to another because the pain of the withdrawal of that first relationship, they need those neurochemicals. Their supply is that person. They just go and find someone else to sort of band-aid that last one and get in another relationship when they haven't healed or anything from the past one. So it's recommended to just not do that. But um, just self-care, like run yourself a bath, go for a walk. You know how they say go for a walk is self-care and you're like, that's effort. But anytime I've done it, I feel really good. I feel like I've got out. It's for me. It's my time, especially if you can go to nature. Nature is amazing. But honestly, I love that Stacy knows exactly what's going on. She's so aware of it. But at the same time, she's still feeling it. She's still missing him and he is in her head. And yes, I can relate to when you all you can think about is them. I've never forgotten. I, but this is before they broke in and held me hostage and all that. I remember just 24-7, my brain was like their name just over and over and over. Dun, 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 dun. All I was thinking about. That is a horrible feeling and to have to just live your life every day while your brain is just going over and over thinking about this person it's really distressing you think you're losing it but the longer you're away from this toxic toxic individual the more you're you again because we lose ourselves with these people and you get you back and you get to know yourself again and you love yourself again and it's going to be great so Stacey two months you are doing brilliant keep no contact I remember I think I've shared this before that I remember people on social media pages saying no go no contact and I was really resistant like like as if that's really going to do anything no they were right any contact even if it's how's the weather and they say good will feed that addiction and make it stronger and reinforce it you need to go through the withdrawals the only way out is through 
with these abusers and don't recommend rebounds because you're just going to end up hurting someone else or they're going to hurt you. I mean, the kind of person you're going to attract when you're in that headspace, they're likely to be abuser too. You don't need an abuser on top of another abuser and then you have a long line of abusers and people are like, oh, well, if you've been in several abusive relationships, it's your fault. No, honey, that's not how it works. So I've shared a bit in this episode about my trauma bond and what it felt like and it was just so overwhelming and I'm so glad I I've said I'm so glad I experienced that so I can understand for others because honestly I had been through kind of dv-ish stuff before and never experienced that so if people said oh I miss him I would have not had so much empathy I would have been like well he abused you so why so I've only experienced trauma bond once but I'm so glad I did because now when someone comes to me and says, I miss him, yet he punched me in the head and did all this stuff to me or he cheated on me, he sexually assaulted me, he did all these things, yet I still miss him. You can just like the empathy is there, the understanding because it's not your fault. It's part of the abuse. Trauma bond is part of the abuse. It's part of what they do to you. The mind, mental side of things is part of it and it's a huge part as someone who has nearly died from the physical side I always give so much credit to the psychological and emotional side of abuse it's the worst part because it really messes you up and the only way out is through and to grieve these people and get them out of your system because they are toxic it's like you are addicted to a drug that is bad see this the grief as a drug addiction to a really really bad street drug and see that you need that out of your life. Unfortunately, there are no AA groups for uh, trauma bond. There are DV groups where a lot of people understand. DV counsellors are trained around trauma bond and to understand. So if you can find and connect with someone like that in your local area, but it would be really good if there were like groups where all these people who are trauma bonded, they're trying to leave their abusers and they're coming and going, I love him, I miss him, could sit there with a counsellor to guide them and say, you know, you're not crazy. It's not your fault. And the longer you're away from them every single minute, you're off this drug. You are free of them. Get off the drug. And that's the thing. If you love them and you believe, oh, maybe we're meant to be, have no contact for a long time. Oh, they're going to run off with other women. They are doing it anyway, honey. (laughs) That's so condescending. I didn't know that at the time. But yeah, if they're going to do that, I mean, if they need to have women in their bed constantly, they're not a very good person. Take that time away from them. Slowly see them for what they are. And if months and months down the track, you have not had any contact with them at all or anyone around them at all, and you still think they're such an amazing person, you can make a decision then. But you need to get away from that. It's literal brainwashing. We call it gaslighting. We call it love bombing. We call it trauma bond we call it all these things but it's like brainwashing you need to get away from it and I read somewhere on one of these websites this is what some parents use that are abusive cults use it all these bonding dependency strategies are used by people and organizations who want to control you and mind control is part of that and it sounds very paranoid when I say mind control but it's literally a part of abuse I mean why else would we go back if we were completely free of any bullcrap in our heads and saw them for what they did why would we go back it makes no sense because being with them 
is such a big mindfuck and please anyone out there who hasn't been through this have empathy for anyone who does and help educate them about trauma bond and if they know maybe they'll be able to take those steps maybe they'll go back a few more times they say the average amount of times a woman goes back to her abuser is seven and that's average you might be up to eight but seven is average so that means some people go back not at all they just leave the first time they go back once twice some people go back seven seven's the average so 14 is the sort of high side of normal it's not your fault so that's it for today when i see the number of followers go up by a number literally you are giving me all the good dopamines all the good serotonins all the good amazing brain chemicals they're like yeah every single follower gives me that but when i say follow me you know what don't if you don't want to don't let anyone tell you what to do don't let anyone control you if you've been through what i've been through and you've been through trauma bond you've obviously been in a relationship with a very controlling person so you do what you want and don't let anyone tell you any different you do you you love yourself you stay safe and we will talk again next week next week i feel anxious just even thinking about it but it's time oh is it time i wanted to put it off a bit longer next week is justice system flaws when police get it wrong i have to preface it and i will say it in the episode as well the police get it right a lot of the time i have been lucky enough to get justice but there was a situation early on with this very experienced manipulator where they bought into some of the things he was saying and doing and i don't blame him i mean who does what he did they do get it wrong they're human too and these manipulators are very manipulative but i'm going to be sharing that and i've been quite anxious about sharing that because it's horrible so that's next week the more we talk about things the more we take away silence silence gives power to these people so keep shouting it out keep talking about it so we'll talk next week and we'll talk about all that yucky stuff together so in the meantime stay safe legends love you bye